0: Hey, I'm Yannick Guzdala, and you're listening to the Yannick Gwizdala podcast. Before we get into the podcast, if you're looking for some inspiration to populate your practice routine with, we are running an amazing offer right now. Our entire catalogue of audio courses, they are all 12 part courses with sheet music. We're running a special offer of eight for the price of one. It's the entire catalogue for the price of one. So go to store.yanikgwizdala.com to check out this deal. So this morning I uh, was watching a little television and on the soundtrack of this TV show, um, was uh, was a track called "Dark Was the Night, Cold Was the Ground" by Blind Willie Johnson. Um, it was the first time I'd heard this song. Not the first time I think I'd heard Blind Willie Johnson, but definitely the first time I'd heard this song. And there was some slide guitar, you know. Not, and it also it wasn't like I hadn't heard slide guitar before, but it just kind of hit me. Maybe it was the combination of the of the scene that was happening in the in the in the, in the TV show. Um, it was just really really powerful. Um, so I. Promptly switched off the TV, uh, opened up iTunes and and found this song on Apple Music, and uh, I'll play you a little bit of it right now, right from the beginning. I, I got I, I did look down on my laptop earlier on, and it was stopped on 24 seconds. Like that was how long it took me uh, to 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 be inspired by that by that music, and to uh, you know pick up my bass and and see what I could do about it. Um, Super lo-fi recording. Turn this up a little bit. I don't think I even got to the vocal before, before I decided to uh, pick up my bass and play. You know, the, the, the upshot of it was that, that you know this was this was just super super expressive. Um, and my my first que- the first question I posed to myself was like oh, wow, I wonder if I can do that on the bass. Um, in my little toolkit that I carry Everywhere I go, you know, for my bass to adjust the action, to adjust the pickups, to, you know, a clipper, to, to when I, for when I change strings, I've always had a slide in there and never used it. It's a brass slide. I've had it probably 20 years. It was one of the first things I, I think I ever bought gear-wise and just never used it, thought I would need it. And And here it is, sort of, <laughs> after all these years... One thing I noticed right before I did a little sound check, right before I started recording the podcast, because I wanted to see if I was going to, you know, how that, how it was going to affect my my playing. I know what my normal signal's like, but but how is a slide signal? I'm not even pushing down into the fret. So I recorded a couple of things. It was amazing that all that sound, that that noise, all that kind of clanging you hear, like the string noise against the brass doesn't come through the pickups I had no uh, no idea that that was the case um, so you're hearing that through my vocal mic here uh, but if I were to if I were to mute 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 the vocal mic and uh, and play a little bit in fact I'll do that as, a, as an example right now and now I'll play kind of the same thing but with uh, but with the mic open uh. Ooh, <laughs> So all, all that vibe, to me, all the vibe of the brass on the string, um, is it, definitely coming from an acoustic situation rather than the than the pickup thing. So that that was just something that happened right before I started taping the podcast. Um, like, how am I going to get that to come across in a performance? Like, where's that going to come from? So because that's something that I really like the sound of when I hear other people do that. Um, I you know I've been experimenting now, literally for a couple of hours. That's it. That's, the, that's all I've been doing with a slide. Right now I have it on my third finger. working on like vibrato or tremolo, whatever you call that technique. I don't know what it is. I'm obviously two hours into this process. I'm by no means an aficionado. Um, that was on my third finger. I've been trying it on my fourth finger on the left hand. Whoa. And then there all, all these things come into play such as muting with the right hand. You know, do I leave when I'm playing... When I'm playing in the, I have a five-string bass with a high C, so my D string is in the middle of the of the strings. It's my third string there. If I have the two top strings, the G and the C string open, you get you get kind of these, you get some overtones, you get these things, you get them hanging on. Now, if I close those, which is something I don't normally do, I don't normally play in the middle of the strings like on a D string and mute the E and the A and the G and the C. Uh, That's all on one string. Um, And then the the technique of of playing on the G string, for instance, but muting the C above and the D below, um, and being able to move that shape around, that right hand shape around. So it's a lot it feels a lot cleaner there's a lot less ringing on but also uh, when, when I listen to slide players and I' you know now I've been scouring YouTube and iTunes and, and trying to find recommendations and, and people to listen to and stuff I like the sound of um, it's all different and there are so many different I- ideas. trying to play you know vocabulary that I normally play like stuff that's naturally in my in in my language here um, but just with this one point of contact on the instrument really 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 interesting um, of course I've been a, a as soon as I found out who he was and heard his music I've been a, a, a fan ever since of um, of Derek Trucks I'm gonna play a little bit of this hope it's not too loud I'm gonna play this from YouTube this is um, This is uploaded by Bob the Blade, uh, it's titled The Unbelievable Derek Trucks Chevrolet In Studio. So it's an in studio performance, he's got the whole band in there, looks like it was uploaded December 09. You know, totally different application than uh, Blind Willie Johnson. But you know, when I'm listening to this, when I'm listening to this stuff, it's taking the frets out of play. It's it's so much more expressive it's more singer like it's more vocal like you can feel you get really in between the notes now I, I can hear derek trucks doing that because he's an absolute master of it and has been doing that his entire life you know I'm, not, I'm nowhere near uh figuring that out but it's really fun you know to be inspired you know 20 years into playing the bass or playing music to find this thing that i've never done before and to really like to, just to go for it and, and also, you know, how how using pedals and effects are going to change that for me, how that fits in with, uh, you know, with, with, with playing in different situations. You know, like, I, I, I can definitely find a place for it in my solo show because it's, you know, my solo show and uh, I, I don't have anyone else to answer for. I'm, I'm not going to get fired from my own gig uh, for doing something like this, but, you know, there are there are certain... Uh, gigs, certain certain artists I play with where I do get to play solos on the bass and be melodic, so I started to think about, wow, would that fit in with you know with a Bob Reynolds situation for instance you know I get I get plenty of room to move around on that gig um, so it 's just you know another another possibility another possible uh, dimension to, to what I do and, and to hopefully bring something to to bob 's music to my music to, to kind of anyone i 'm playing with. Um, I'll put on a couple of pedals one at a time, right now I have the delay, you can probably hear that. There you go. It's also unbelievable sustain, you know, if, if, if I play that note just, I have the delay, on. hang on. If I turn the delay off and, and just play that note, the power starts, starts leaving it after, after a couple of seconds get the delay back on and then hit it with a and just and I don't know whether it's that I can't do that without the slide um, obviously I've got to, I've got to experiment and stuff but it's uh, the, it's that I'm kind of compelled to like naturally you know it it just it just pushes me in that direction to be expressive like that to use the vibrato um to use the tremolo again this is just you know a little peek inside uh my process when i come across something new like this um and and all the things that go through my go through my brain in terms of in terms of figuring it all out and figuring out how it fits uh into my music and into my playing you know um i mean i love derek trucks he's unbelievable my good buddy tim lafave uh gets to stand up there every night and play with him what a what an amazing um amazing band to be in um and you know i'm a great fan of derek trucks um i, I don't think i would aspire to play like exactly like him i'm sure i'm gonna rip off a bunch of ideas um but he has his own thing so it's not like i'm looking to to just rip off a, a you know a Blind Willie Johnson or a Derek Trucks or something, but definitely learn from those guys. Transcribe some ideas, you know, figure out their technique, um, some of the inflections they're using. You know, D- Derek just basically takes the frets out, not not literally, but the slide effectively takes the frets out of his guitar. So there are no half steps and whole steps and minor thirds. There's there's absolutely everything on the spectrum in between. <laughs> See now I'm not muting, and when I'm not muting, I start to get things hanging over, and I can play some double stops. And it's, I think it's going to have a lot to do with going back to fundamental fundamental technique stuff really sloppy but just kind of play minor arpeggios and pentatonics and do I you know do I want to slide up to them or do I want to Discovering, you know, what sounds good, what works. You know, do, which ones, which elements do I want to slide up to? How in control of sliding or playing more kind of uh, staccato am I, and, and 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 how do I develop that range? What exercises can I put into my practice routine to to you know to get to get more fluent and and definitely more accurate at hitting the destination? Like that, for instance it could be really easy to you know miss it sharp or miss it flat wow There's so much room in there hang on a second um I'm just going to turn down the delay slightly strings I haven't even got to yet wow that's that's gonna be really tough but but there are again so many possibilities for basslines there once I dial that in and also seeing how it reacts with pedals um, let me put the super shifter on So I get an octave up. um, mm. So now it's kind of sounding a little more guitar-ish. The crazy thing was i think i always used to think that the slide you had to really push it in and fret every note um but the, uh, of course now i find out that's not the case and you're really floating on top of the string and and it's a real it's a real touch thing so time feel and sound um this is like adds a whole new dimension to that and and kind of what's possible um and, and just a whole technical mountain to climb. I mean, I hope it comes quite naturally, and of course, I have facility on the instrument already. So note selection shouldn't be too much of a problem, and and, and navigating the, the, the fretboard shouldn't be too much of a problem, but now navigating, in su- navigating it in such a way where I have this piece of metal on my finger, and you know, understanding all these other increments that are now available all these other options in between the notes in between these these half steps um, that I've been dealing with for the past 20 years oh, just trying to get as much mileage as possible out of one note. <laughs> the setup of the bass is gonna have to be really uh, dialed in as well like if one string is kind of dipped below another if it isn't a really even um, a really even setup then I'm gonna have trouble I think that's why I'm I'm having trouble getting that F right there Yeah, so it's not going to be possible. Not not possible to fret chords. So they have just so many different uh, different things here. Um, I guess having having on my fourth finger could bring in some. Wow, I I thought that was going to be free up my first three fingers to be able to fret some things as well, but I guess not. So the switch between the two. This could be the next challenge. You know, switching between. uh. Yeah, no prize for guessing which of the two techniques I'm more uh, fluent at. But um, yeah, that that. Maybe it's a maybe it's a peaking thing as well. Maybe it's something that comes that that gives a solo more more height or something towards the end of it, Um, or it's it's a it's a building thing. Um, Let me stick on a little distortion and see how that see that how that affects it. (laughs) So immediately I'm laughing and smiling because. Gives a little more power to the whole thing.
1: That
0: note likes to hang out much longer as well. I think the interesting thing about this is it's something I've been thinking about all day. In terms of um, you know what I'm going to go and transcribe right now, do I transcribe a bunch of Derek Trucks, some old old blues stuff like you know Blind Willie Johnson and those kind of guys? You know where do I go and get? You know it's it's the question of the 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 cutoff point of you know where do I get the technique from um, without being too heavily influenced by the typical. Sound and typical vocabulary of this style of playing. You know, I think it's really healthy to understand it and to be able to play it all, um, and to be able to mimic your your favorite people to a certain extent. You know, get totally inside what they're doing, but then be really conscious of stepping away from it. And and for me, using this sound in my own with, with my own vocabulary and within the context of my own music, I think that's the that's the big challenge. Um, I think that's where. That's where the next few days are going to be uh, totally. The next few days are going to be totally engulfed by that. You know, maybe in a week's time I'll be will be so sick of it and I'll be I'll say, well, you know what, it doesn't really work on the bass and Derek Trucks is really great at it and I'm just happy to sit back and listen to someone like that. That's awesome. But something tells me this could be quite a nice new addition, um, addition to the sound. And it's great. I have a solo show on Saturday, so it's a per- perfect time to test it out. <laughs> low here. Well, not that low with the with the octave up on. Let's turn the octave up off. And see how I go with the distortion. Well, that's going to be an interesting one and not not something I can play terribly complex lines with, I don't think, down low. And, of course, if anyone's heard someone on a bass doing this before, let me know. I'd love to check it out. I haven't heard of that, um, but I'd be way into checking that out. Um, So if I'm just super ignorant here and somebody's been doing this for a really long time, let me know. Send Send me a message, leave me a comment somewhere, hit me up on, you know... Instagram or Facebook or something and uh, you know, I posted a video of this on Instagram today like a quick 60-second video So you can actually check it out take a quick look at the technique see what I'm doing technically Um, And that was literally 10 minutes after I discovered the the blind blind Willie Johnson uh, song I, I, I threw the camera up and did the little Instagram thing Maybe it'll be. Maybe I'll do a longer YouTube version as well. That would be kind of cool once I actually have a few ideas down and can use it compositionally. That's the next thing I'm really looking forward to. Is like how do I, how do I use that compositionally, and how do I make it, um, how can it become uh, somewhat of an integral part of the sound, or will it become an integral part of the sound, or just an effect, just yet another, another tool to have in the in the in the uh, in the bag. Um, really, just super interesting though. to... to So this is without the octave up now. Pretty powerful with the chords. Uh, So, wow, time is really going to be an issue initially. The stuff I've been playing has just been kind of a cappella and rubato, and oh,
1: wow.
0: And then the angle of the, of the, you know, the more I'm concentrating on the sound of the time, the angle of the slide is getting messed up, so I'm not hitting um, as many of, of uh, notes as I'm going for. So, so many factors here. Let me get rid of the distortion. Go back with the octave up. And I'm sure you know in your mind you're you're saying well yeah I don't really like the octave up or I don't like the octave down or I don't like the distortion I'm sure you, you you have an opinion about which of the sounds you like I'm still <laughs> figuring it out and, and trying each one before I say okay I really like this I really don't like that um, like I said we're just in the in the first day of this so no need to make any defining decisions yet <laughs> i've been mainly around kind of pentatonic and blues scale type things haven't really shifted out to playing um you know to playing lines that's a real challenge you know just to have one contact point could also keep you really honest when you're limited technically as to the the number of notes I hadn't thought about that when you're limited quite technically by the number of notes you can play you know I don't have four digits available on my left hand right now I have one so I I think that might really help the expressiveness and you know how much I can learn to say with just with just just one finger on the left hand could be really really interesting uh, wow, so I'm going to take a line. It's now really weird to go back with my, with my left hand and play line. I'm really going to have to make sure I, I, I practice both. Oh, equally, because that's that feels very strange now. So, I want to see if I can play this line. Because we're kind of just in D minor here and step uh, inside, outside, back inside again, and see if I can play that with the slide, see if those kind of things are possible. Ooh, it gets a little cr- crowded in there fingering definitely chill the positions definitely change it's definitely possible <laughs> Some core looping things to do with this, with this as well. So I think I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you for uh, indulging my uh, my first day with the slide. Um, I hope there was some interesting stuff in there for you guys. Um, we are going to start with interviews. Um, I have. Hosin Abassi, the guitar player from Animals as Leaders, one of the guitar players from Animals as Leaders, um, on the docket next week. We're gonna record a podcast with him. I'm gonna sit down with him, talk about music, talk about his new DVD that he put out, some really interesting technique things. We're gonna play a little bit together. Um, It's gonna be great. haven't seen him in a a few years uh, since we did, a couple of years since we did a record together here in Los Angeles, so that's gonna be really fun. also on the horizon is Gerald Veasley. Great, great bass player. Really great friend of mine. Um, awesome, awesome human being to talk to. And uh, and, so, and some different things. Not just bass players. Like, we have Tosin up first. How about that? Not a bass player. Um, and I was just speaking to my good friend Steve Wolf, the drummer in New York yesterday. So I think he's going to be on the podcast. Um, really great, interesting people to talk to, to listen to. It will be... Um, just as much fun for me to listen to them as as it will be for you um, and yeah let's let's look forward to Tosin abasi on the next podcast um, and yeah go grab a slide and uh and see if see if you're as inspired as i am um, to play some different stuff on your instrument before I get out of here, if you're looking for some inspiration of what to play, what notes to play, what to put in your practice routine, you can go to store.yanikguizdala.com right now and check out our unbelievable deal on audio courses. We have eight for the price of one. It's our entire audio course catalog. They're all 12-week uh, courses with sheet music and they're available for the price of one. Eight courses for the price of one. So if you're looking for some inspiration to populate your practice routine with, go to store.yanikwizdala.com. All right, Yannick Wizdala, it's the Yannick Wizdala Podcast.